1: W.A.B.C. New York and 107.1 W.L.I.R. Hampton-Mays.
2: It's the 77 W.A.B.C. News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Layden. All the news you need to know. With Joe Nolan, Traffic, Justin Ellick Sports, Lou Dobbs Business. And now, Talking the News with Noah on 77 W.A.B.C.
1: Yep, that's me, 5 o'clock on a Monday morning. Welcome on in your It is uh, Monday, June 19th. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today, just a beauty. High 78. Tonight, overnight, partly cloudy. Low 64. Tuesday cloudy, high 76. If you're walking out the door with us right now, 62 cloudy in Orangeburg up in Rockland County, 61 and clear in Ridgewood down in New Jersey, and it's 64 and clear here in Midtown. So much to get to as we work our way up, 6 o'clock hour, Sid and friends in the morning. Yesterday, of course, Father's Day, everybody out trying to make Dad happy. Always have
3: respect. When you give it, you get
1: it.
4: He's always... Try to teach me to go for the right guys. Take every day um,
5: as an opportunity to help people. Yeah. My dad's the sweetest guy ever. My dad is the best.
1: I don't know that my kids would say the same <laughs> thing about me. Uh, every year I try to do some sort of activity with them where it is out of their comfort zone. And it usually involves going into the woods because they're like truly city kids. And I'm like, it's so much fun to go, you know, hiking where your phone doesn't work anymore. But of course they don't think that way at all. So sure enough, they play along. I'll give them that. They will go with me. And so yesterday, uh, we went for a hike in the woods, uh, in 90 seconds. In one of the teenagers asked, is it too early to complain about being out here in the woods, which I thought was kind of entertaining. And then maybe another uh, quarter of a mile in on the trail. Of course, the phone's not working like they should because there's not great Wi-Fi in the middle of the woods. That caused a problem. Then the Wi-Fi came back and everything seemed to be okay because they could still be chatting and connecting with whoever they are, even though they're in the middle of the woods. And I went on this specific hike where you get to the top with not a ton of effort, by the way, and then you have this spectacular view. And uh, maybe I was the same way. I might have been. Well, we get up to this what is a spectacular view, and they just look at me, and they're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and they're ready to go back down the hill. One's complaining that he thinks he stepped in horse poop. Uh, the other one is, says he's sweating and there's too many flies. I mean, they truly are really city kids and they're not interested in the woods. Uh, so, uh, but they played along and, uh, they got me, uh, it was, and at the end of the day, they actually even said they had sort of a good time and, uh, they know their father well because they got me a case of beer. So, and I've never, I wasn't a beer drinker until I became well into my adult years, but now I like to have a beer or two. And they got me a case of beer, so they did well with that. So uh, so all in all, it was a pretty happy Father's Day, not just for me, but even for them as well. All right, let's get into the headlines.
3: The top five at five.
1: It was a violent weekend here in the city. The Republicans in the race for the White House start smacking around Donald Trump. Surprising numbers from early voting in New York. The search is on for a sicko who stabbed a dog. And Jim McGreevy says he'd like to be mayor of Jersey City. Let's get into it. 504, if you weren't listening, about 40 minutes ago, Jim McGreevy, former governor of New Jersey, was on with Frank on the other side of midnight. Uh, the big story over the last... Uh, week or so, Union Mayor Brian Stack, if you don't know who that is, he's probably the most powerful person in Hudson County politics, maybe one of the more powerful people in New Jersey politics, if he says he's going to get something done, he does. If he supports you, you likely are going to win. And he has called on Jim McGreevy, who is a longtime Jersey City resident, to run for mayor. Mayor Fullup, who has been the mayor for two terms now, he's actually in his third term now, has already said he's out after this one because he's going to run for governor. So this morning, Jim McGreevy was on with Frank and Frank asked him, "Is it true? Are you going to run for the mayor of Jersey City?" Here's what he had to say.
3: Brian Stack, who's the mayor of Union City, is a force of nature, and he says, "Jim, you know this is your last act. If if I do this, this would be the last act. It's sort of like a coming home, and it's it's something that I'm I'm seriously considering because you know when being mayor is where you still you know where the rubber hits the road, whether it's on snow removal, whether it's it's street paving, whether it's you know, it's your basic quality of life, and Jersey City is a great place. It's a great city, it's the second largest city, but, you know, people have to take back their communities and feel that they have a sense of control and ownership, so it would be a great challenge. So I'm thinking about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's clear to me that he's going to run. He said he's going to make a decision this summer, but, of course, this was all the talk in Jersey City. By the way, that's where I live, if you don't know, and I have been there for a long time. The talk in Jersey City all weekend was about Jim McGreevy and him running. And of course, everybody's saying, you know what? We're going to have to rehash everything that happened to him with that speech he made back in 2004, August 12th, where he said he was a gay American. Uh, you'll remember he was having an affair with his Homeland Security Advisor, Golan Sapel. Did he, a guy who probably wasn't qualified to be in that position in the first place? Was he given the job because he was Jim McGreevy's lover? Then you remember Golan went back to Israel from where he was from and then said that he had never had an affair with Jim McGreevy and that Jim McGreevy had made it up. So the question is, do people want to go back into that muck, relive it? Uh My wife was pointing this out, that there's a whole generation, of course, who don't really know who Jim McGreevy is and may not care about this affair. But um uh, he was on with Marcia Kramer as well, Jim McGreevy, over the weekend, and she asked him uh about, you know, life since then uh, and here's what he had to say
6: a couple weeks ago i went to the gordon state equality pride uh gala in asbury park and i walked up and it literally just like hit me like, how much the world has changed it has. and it's just you know when i remember when i was Six, seven, eight, nine years of age, like just having, knowing that somehow I was different. And then as I got older, just having incredible fear about being
1: outed. Yes. Yeah, so I was a Cub reporter at the time, new to the business. And uh, we all knew that he was gay, or at least we had been told by this reporter, David Chworsky, who worked for a, a Jewish journalism online site and newspaper that uh, he was gay and he even asked him and i remember mcgreevey denied it at the time but uh all right so the question is will jersey city want to go through that do they care Uh, it'll be awfully interesting to follow that Uh, we'll get into that of course as the summer goes on and when he actually makes his decision wabc news time 509 let's go out to the campaign trail former Attorney General Bill Barr really hitting former President Trump hard he has been over the last year or so. He says former President Trump puts his followers and the GOP agenda at risk as he runs for the White House.
5: He's also a fundamentally flawed person who engages in reckless conduct and. That leads to situations, calamitous situations like this.
1: Yeah, Bill Barr really does not want Trump to be on the campaign trail calling him
5: a narcissist. He constantly engages in reckless conduct that puts his political followers at risk, the conservative and Republican agenda at risk. Trump has many good qualities and he accomplished some good things. But he is a consummate narcissist.
1: Yeah, and uh, people on the campaign trail, of course, now trying to separate themselves from Donald Trump, trying to figure out a way to do it. Yet former Vice President Mike Pence says there are differences between him and his former boss more than just the January 6th insurrection riots, whatever you want to call After it. After leading the most pro-life administration in American history, former
7: running mate is has taken to calling some pro-life, bills at the state level
1: too harsh. The GOP presidential hopeful says uh, Republican candidates in 2022 who focus on the future did better than candidates who dwelled on the past.
7: Candidates have focused on the challenges facing me. The the Republican
1: Party has to be the
7: party of growth and fiscal responsibility and reform.
1: Yeah. Prince uh, claims that Trump's position on the national debt is the same as that of President Biden. Then you had Self-described outsider Vivek Ramswamy says, uh, He's not lacking any confidence in his run for the White House 2024. He says he's going to win. And I'm confident we're going to not only win the election, but do it in a landslide
0: like what Reagan did in 1980.
1: Yeah, that's pretty confident. The 37-year-old businessman not only expects to win the Republican primaries outright, but then the presidential election. And I bring a unique combination
0: of, yes, somebody who is an outsider who's had success in business, but with a deep understanding of the Constitution and statutory authority to do it.
1: Tim Scott, of course, the Republican South Carolina Senator, uh, talking out over, speaking out over the weekend. He says, um, He's not sure if he would grant a pardon to former President Trump. Well, I'm
2: not going to deal with the hypotheticals, but I will say that every American is innocent until proven guilty.
1: So he says it all lies at the Justice Department's feet. He says he would clean out the Justice Department, fix what's wrong there if he wins the White the House. The first thing we have to do is fire Joe Biden. The second thing we do is fire Merrick Garland.
2: And the third thing we do is fire Chris Wright. This DOJ continues to hunt
1: Republicans while they protect Democrats. Then you had Asa Hutchinson, the former Arkansas governor. He was out over the weekend urging fellow Republicans to back off accusations that the Justice Department is being weaponized.
0: Look at Donald Trump. He's already declared that if he's elected president, he's going to appoint a special prosecutor to go after the Biden family.
1: Yeah, the former Arkansas governor says that's the wrong way to
0: go. Let's get back to being the party of the rule of law, of the justice system, supporting law enforcement and equal application of law. Let's don't undermine the greatest justice system and criminal justice system and rule of law in the world today, this side of heaven.
1: Governor Chris Christie out there. He's the one, of course, taking the most pot shots at Donald Trump, who is in every single poll leading the pack of nominees who want to be the next uh, GOP presidential nominee. Uh, He was out yesterday. It's only
2: the era of Donald Trump that you need somebody to sign something
1: on a pledge. Yeah, he's talking about the pledge that you remember in 2016, they asked Republicans, would they sign this pledge to support whoever the nominee is? Donald Trump said he would not. Chris Christie, uh, not clear he would either.
2: I'll take the pledge in 2024 just as seriously as Donald Trump took the pledge in 2016.
1: Yeah, so that's not very seriously. We
2: never had to have Republican primary candidates take a pledge. And the idea is you'd support the Republican, whether you won or whether you lost. And you didn't have to ask somebody to sign something.
1: Of course, it's just President Biden and RFK Jr. running on the Democratic side. President Biden having this odd moment at the end of a speech Friday. He was in Connecticut giving a speech on gun safety. And here's how he ended the speech.
8: All right. God save the Queen, man. (laughs)
1: Okay. I just want to hear that again.
8: All right. God save the Queen, man. Okay.
1: Now, that was wrapping up after comments on his administration's efforts to combat gun violence. Conservative activists are pouncing on the statement, noting, of course, that Queen Elizabeth II died last year. And uh, why did he say this at the end of the speech? So the White House claiming that there was somebody in the audience that he was speaking to, but just very bizarre. But kind of looking at each other at the end of the speech on gun control and him. A shout out to Queen Elizabeth. Very bizarre. All right, 5.15, let's head over to the 77 WABC Sports Desk. Good morning, Justin Ellis.
4: Good morning, Noam Aladin. We will start on the diamond here. It was a winless day yesterday on the field for the Mets and Yankees, and both clubs suffered series. Losses for the week, and the Yanks got swept by the Red Sox in Boston after dropping both legs of a doubleheader yesterday. 6-2 to two was your final score from Game 1 with a big sixth inning onto the Boston Bats, propelling them to the victory. A first-inning two-run homer from Gleyber Torres was all the Bombers would be able to muster up on offense, and it was more of the same from them in Game Two's 4-1 to one final. As Red Sox starter Brian Bellow made easy work of the sputtering Yanks offense to help finish off the sweep. For Boston, now at 39-33 and 33 overall and 10.5 games back of the ALE's first place uh, Tampa Rays, the Yanks get set to welcome in the Seattle Mariners for a three-game series starting tomorrow night at 7.05 p.m. Now for the Mets, who came up short against the visiting St. Louis Cardinals in their series finale yesterday, losing 8-7 to despite the loss. The Bats did show up, but home runs from Tommy Pham and Francisco Lindor weren't enough to outbash two Nolan Arenado shots. To go along with Paul DeYoung and Jordan Walker home runs, now five games under 500 at 33 and 38 overall. The Mets sit 12 and a half games back of the NL East. first place Braves. will head to Houston next, open up a three game uh, set against the Astros. Max Scherzer will take the hill in Game One tonight at 8:10 p.m. Going up against Houston's Hunter Brown. And in Los Angeles, Wyndham Clark wins golf's U.S. Open with a 10 under par performance to secure his first career major. The 293rd ranked golfer in the official world golf ranking just a year ago. He had never finished better than a tie for 75th in a major championship, and he was able to hold off Rory McIlroy, world number one golfer Scotty Scheffler and Ricky Fowler in the final round yesterday to win the 123rd U.S. Open at the Los Angeles country club there was sports gnome on 77 wabc i'm thank justin
1: ellick you are thank you very much justin ellick wabc news time 519 president biden's reelection campaign now officially underway he held his first major 2024 campaign event at a rally hosted by union members in philly this was on saturday
8: i'm looking forward to this campaign i want you to know why because you got a story to tell we've got a story to tell we have got a record to run on most importantly, we're not only changing this country, we're transforming it.
1: So the president uh, endorsed by the AFL-CIO. I'm
8: more honored by your endorsement than,
1: than you can imagine.
8: Coming this earlier, it's going to make a gigantic difference in this campaign.
1: Here he was uh, on Saturday talking about how important unionized workers are. Not
8: a joke. I've been saying this for a long time. Long before I ran for president, the middle class built this country, and you built the middle class.
1: And while the uh, president was in Philly over the weekend, he was assuring Pennsylvanians, is that what they're called? I think so. The reopening of I-95 is at the top of his priority list. And I
8: told governor... No more project right now in the
1: country as, far as I'm So he was joined by Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro, other state leaders in Philly, to provide an update on the reconstruction of the closed section of I-95. You remember that tanker crashed, caused part of the highway to collapse. Now they're saying this thing, remember they were saying it would be months? Well, Josh Shapiro, the governor of Pennsylvania, says it might just be two weeks until it's back open. So the people of
8: Philadelphia, I want to say that we're with you stay with you visit was totally finished we're going to try to do that as the time as possible
1: now he wanted to visit the site the president did over the weekend but they said that would cause just the mass traffic jams to be even worse of course with all the security personnel he needs so they flew over the site and then held the press conference afterwards
5: it's a state the conference that we will have I-95 reopened within the next two weeks. Yeah, I mean,
1: that's true, that's spectacular. 521 that stay in Pennsylvania, a Pennsylvania State Trooper dead another in the hospital after a weekend manhunt that included multiple
5: shootouts with this same gunman. Our hearts and prayers are with these brave troopers and their families. Their dedication and service to the Commonwealth and its residents will always he remembered police say a man drove into
1: the parking lot of a police station Saturday in Mifflin Town, That's near Harrisburg. Started firing shots into marked police cars. A trooper was hit. He's in critical condition. The gunman then fled the scene. A manhound underway. Police say they found this uh, creep, this murderer a short time later and uh gunshots were exchanged again leaving an officer and the gunman
5: dead this event transpired over multiple hours over multiple scenes causing a massive response from many departmental segments
1: 522 let's go out to oklahoma tough weekend there tulsa's mayor has declared an emergency after storms packing 100 mile an hour winds left widespread damage across the city it was a bad weather weekend across the nation
4: trees all over
0: the place uh roofing material street lights uh traffic signals um, all sorts of stuff is out in the streets, making them dangerous for people to drive in.
1: Tulsa Mayor G.T. Bynum warning people to stay home. It may be a while till the power comes back on.
0: Tornado-level winds, the, the speed and the velocity of wind that you would usually see with a tornado, only this is spread out all across the city.
1: Yeah, it was straight-line damage, which sure looked like a tornado. Instead of
0: being in a fairly targeted area like you might usually see with a tornado, There is tornadic level damage all across the city of Tulsa.
1: 523, Secretary of State Antony Blinken in Beijing over the weekend. He's the first top American diplomat to visit China in at least five years. Blinken meeting with top officials. Uh, It's set to last through today. We're being told there's a chance he'll meet with President Xi. He's looking to establish communication channels with the country in hopes that, I guess the best thing you can call it, is a rivalry between the U.S. and China doesn't lead to war. President Biden said Saturday he also hopes to meet with Xi in the coming months. That is the chair of the House Intelligence Committee says China is feeling the heat from the U.S., And that's why these top-level meetings are taking place after five years of none. In addition to the spy balloon,
0: the allegations of uh, spying facilities in in Cuba, the police stations that have been identified by the the administration that in the United States are spying on Chinese. American citizens.
1: That's Republican Congressman Mike Turner. who's from Ohio talking about what is a bipartisan committee uh, formed to deal with the threat of China. They say Republicans, Democrats working together on this. Well, the
0: first meeting that Blinken had with the Chinese uh, counterparts in Alaska, they actually chastised him. They came out full bore criticizing the United States.
1: Yeah, this time around, though, it's been different. You're
0: going to see a, a much more tempered response from China at this point because they're feeling the heat. They understand the American public see China now as a threat, and uh, the administration, I think, is turning up the heat.
1: Yeah, so so far we haven't heard if that uh, meeting will take place between Blinken and, and she, but it would be happening in the next couple of hours if that was the case. 524, the uh, chair of a Senate subcommittee said he wants more details about the recent merger between the PGA and a Saudi-backed
5: golf tour, Live. What went into this deal? Who was behind it? And whether there was any improper conduct or wrongdoing?
1: That's Connecticut Democratic Senator Richard Blumenthal says... The permanent subcommittee on investigations is looking for answers. The live tour was founded, you'll remember back in 2021, it began competition in 2022. It drew, of course, many of the top names from the PGA tour, just handing out these paydays that were astronomical. Blumensol says the investors are from a country, of course, that has re- a repressive government that, um, uh, and they say this is all about just getting good PR for Saudi Arabia and he wants to know why the PGA just sort of collapsed after you remember PGA said no we're not going to uh, you know make a coalition or form a merger with LIV because of all the accusations against the Saudi government and then all of a sudden they did and uh, lots of people are angry about that including Senator Richard Blumenthal from Connecticut
5: what the structure and governance will be of the entity Going forward. Yeah, we still don't know if what the name of
1: this group will be, uh, uh, how it's all going to work. You have plenty of golfers who are probably really upset because they were offered incredible paydays to go over to live, but they said their patriotic duty told them that they should not take that money. Because of, the, well, the Saudis were involved in 9-11 attacks and of all kinds of other ones, of uh, human rights violations. So Blumenthal says uh, he has questions for the investors of Live Golf. He says we should all look into this a whole lot more closely. A
5: repressive, autocratic foreign government taking control over an iconic American institution... Yes, yeah, so we'll have to wait and see what the final outcome
1: as that uh, is. 526, let's bring it back home. The turnout for New York's early voting has actually been kind of strong. This is according to election officials. About 2,600 Bronx residents have come out to vote since the polls opened on Saturday. The number of voters across all five boroughs is closer to 15,000, which is pretty good for an off-year election and a primary. Brooklyn had the second largest turnout of voters on Saturday, about 2600 ballots cast. Queens had the highest number with a little more than 3000 people voting in those early elections for the June primary. We're just getting started on this early t- uh, Monday morning so much to get to as we work our way up 6 o'clock hour Sid and Friends in the morning, a really violent weekend in the city including a story of three women getting slashed on the subway. They think it may be the same person behind it even though all the attacks did not take place in the same place. We'll get into that as this uh, morning wears on. The search is on for a sicko who stabbed a dog to death in Central Park. We'll tell you what was behind that. And do you know the Eurovision contest? Uh, this is where they picked the best song in all of Europe. And it tends to be just a horrendous song. Well, they sent us the single, uh, a part of a bigger album that they're releasing. We'll play it for you. And this is supposed to be the best song in all of Europe. We'll get into that and more. But first this at 529.
2: The 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Layden on 77 WABC.
1: Talking the news with Noah on
2: 77 WABC. This is the 77 WABC
1: News Hour with Noah Layden. Yep, that's me, 532. Good morning. It is Monday, June 19th. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today, high 78. Tonight, overnight, partly cloudy, low 64. Tuesday, cloudy, high 76. If you're walking out the door with us right now, so happy you are. 62 and cloudy in Orangeburg up in Rockland County. 61 and clear in Ridgewood in New Jersey. And it is 64 and clear here in Midtown as the sun starts to creep up. We'll start right here in the city in this half hour violent weekend across the five boroughs. The NYPD questioning whether the slashings of three women yesterday were connected or just random. Officers running through the 456 station at 86th Street and Lexington Avenue yesterday searching for the person who slashed two women and ran. It was completely random. The victims say they had no conversation with this person about 4.30 in the afternoon yesterday before they were slashed. One was a 19-year-old, the other a 48-year-old. They were both cut on their legs. Very bizarre. This eyewitness says this is the second time he's witnessed a slash on the subway.
4: That subway ride changed me. I'm much more aware of people's hands. I'm constantly looking at what's going on. It's just clear that if it's happened two years ago and we're still dealing with this now, I mean, that's a really, really vicious thing to happen. And you know, that's uh, something we really got to clean up.
1: And amazingly so, as these women were being rushed to the hospital, police downtown got called to Another slashing at the Brooklyn Bridge station. It happened on a downtown four train about 17 minutes after the first one. In this case, a 28-year-old woman was also slashed in the leg. So you see now three women slashed in the leg. Within 20 minutes of each other, police think they could be connected.
8: The four, five, six stations, I think they need to be a little careful about, like, putting people around or, like, cops around. It's, it's scary for everybody, like, was taking the train and the station. So I think they need to do a better job around this area.
1: And there was a bunch of other stabbings as well. Stabbing on the J train early Sunday morning sent a man man to the hospital. Also uh, over the weekend, strap hangers found a man slumped over on a subway at the Union Square station. It was early in the morning. He had been stabbed. Uh, it was riders and a conductor who found him. They rushed him to the hospital. That's where he passed away. You
3: just have to be cautious and pay attention, be aware of your surroundings. And, you know,
1: yeah, police now trying to figure out who stabbed the 32 year old to death and where the attack may have taken place. 535 up to East Harlem, uh, a six year old boy, critical condition after being hit by a moped in East Harlem. He was actually in a park. This unknown person operating this two-wheeled motorized bike hit the boy. At Thomas Jefferson Park, that's on East 111th Street, 1st Avenue. This was about 630. You can imagine how packed the park was. Beautiful day. It was Father's Day. You know,
5: they just ride through, you know, without a care. It was very chaotic. A lot of people were around. A lot of people were in distress. It was, you know, very unfortunate that that happened. Yeah, it was a
1: horrendous scene. this boy sustained uh, severe head trauma taken to Harlem Hospital in critical condition. They have not caught up with the bike rider who hit this boy and just kept on driving 536 to central park where it was a wild scene as well over the weekend this was saturday night a guy out walking his dogs he come upon uh, another guy who has three pit bulls that are not on leashes one of the pit bulls starts to attack his dogs he starts screaming at the guy the owner of the pit bull The guy who had these pit bulls not on their leashes then pulls out a knife and slashes this dog to death.
2: You better not show your face. You killed my dog, you piece of big man, huh?
8: Big tough
1: guy. You killed my dog, man. That was the guy chasing after the attacker. This unfolded a few feet inside the park, East 106th Street, 5th Avenue, Saturday, about 8.30. A 51-year-old man along with a 43-year-old woman were just out walking their dogs, a chihuahua and a pit bull, when the dog was attacked, slashed to death.
0: There was uh, a dog that on the ground that seemed dead, a lot of blood around it. There was a guy who was trying to do something to the dog, and... Three other dogs uh, without le- without leashes, three pit bulls around him.
1: Yes. Yeah, so there's great video of this guy who had the pit bulls walking away, this creep.
5: You could tell the dog was injured, you know, it was bleeding out. It was a lot of blood on the floor. Mm-hmm. But... Besides that, the owner was distraught. His wife couldn't come close to the dog because there was too much blood on the floor. Yeah,
1: you know, if you have a dog, like I do, uh, this thing, once in a while, they go after each other and you pull your dog away. But this guy just took it a little way
0: too far. There was one guy standing up and yelling, crying, basically, you killed my dog, you killed my dog, I asked you not, you started this.
8: I just can't believe someone would attack an innocent dog. I I don't know what's wrong with people. It's so heartbreaking.
1: Yeah, the Wanda man described as a man wearing an orange shirt, but like I said, there's good surveillance video and uh, cameras from people who took out their phones. When I
5: see those pit bulls, I walk like a little far away from them. Yeah, because very scary. Whoever owns a pit bull should have them leashed. I don't care if they're friendly to the family and family friends. It might even be friendly to even humans, but keep them in a the leash because they're not friendly to other pets.
1: Yeah, when I see those guys walking around with pit bulls off leash, I do the same thing, I walk away. WABC News Time 540 now getting confirmation. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken met with Chinese President Xi on uh, just a short time ago. They wrapped up uh, what was um a two-day high-stakes visit to Beijing aimed at easing soaring tensions between the two nations. The meeting, we're looking at video as I'm talking to you, the meeting uh, taking place at the Great Hall of People, uh, it had been expected. This is what the Americans and apparently the Chinese wanted. A key to the success of the trip would have Anthony Blinken meet with the Chinese president. Uh, it wasn't clear at any point that this was definitely going to take place. But I'm looking at footage. It did take place in footage of the meeting that was released by the Chinese. Uh, They say the two sides have agreed to follow through on the common understandings President Biden uh, and the Chinese president reached in Bali. In earlier meetings between Blinken and senior Chinese officials, the two sides... Expressed willingness to talk but showed little inclination to bend on some hardened positions or disagreements ranging from trade to Taiwan to human rights conditions in China and Hong Kong. But again, we're getting uh, and I'm watching this video. Anthony Blinken and Chinese President Xi meeting just a short time ago in China, uh, Anthony Blinken, the secretary of state, of course, expected to come back stateside sometime today. 5.41, let's bring it back home. We told you about that god-awful dog story at a central park that was a bad one at a Long Island over the weekend as well. A Long Island man who owns a pair of Chihuahua puppies under arrest after the dogs overdosed. Freddie and Tonto, who were... 15-week-old pups had to be revived with Narcan. That's the same drug used to reverse overdoses in humans. Toxicology found cocaine in their systems. So now their owner's been hit with two counts of animal cruelty. Thank God the dog's both going to be okay. 542... Several news outlets reporting that the mayor of Rochelle Park, New Jersey, has been removed from his job. This, according to the Daily Voice, uh, Voice, Perrin Moscow, removed uh, after he criticized his colleagues over their decision to raise the rainbow flag as part of Pride Month celebrations earlier this month. His alleged removal was reported the result of a unanimous vote among township officials. This reported again in the new jersey globe just yesterday 543 out to long island 35 year old hicksville woman arrested for multiple robberies following an investigation that spanned about eight months detectives say april summers who they called an escort would rob assault and often kidnap victims she met through online escort ads Police located Summers uh, at the end of this week at the Floral Park Motor Inn, that's on the Jericho Turnpike, where she allegedly violently resisted arrest. Apparently she would bring these guys in, they would pay her, and then she'd ask for thousands of dollars more not to tell anybody what had taken place. Uh, people who live near the Floral Park Motor Inn say they've seen this kind of thing happen there before.
5: My uncle just stayed there um, for a week. He came from Ireland for my wedding and he stayed there before and he always loves
4: it. I'm not surprised, unfortunately. No, I would never stay. There.
1: So during her arraignment uh, on Sunday, April summer's, uh claimed that she uh well this is what the accusers claim that April Summers would threaten uh making rape allegations against these men she had brought into her escort service if they did not hand over $5000 to her uh police think some people did give her the $5000 others well someone turned her in but i know a lot of people that go to that hotel aren't really from around here and sometimes brings in bad things to our neighborhood i would have never guessed that that would
8: happen over here
6: i pay a lot of taxes to live here and you know you don't really want all this crime going
1: on now Summers faces charges such as robbery assault and strangulation 544 out to new jersey where a car stop involving a 13 year old driver turned into a high speed chase this was saturday morning uh, highway 35 homedale Police say they pulled over a stolen car on Laurel Avenue with three passengers inside, a 13-year-old boy and two 13-year-old girls. Police arrested the two 13-year-old girls, but the 13-year-old boy, who was the driver, sped off and then crashed on Middle Road. Police say the boy fled on foot, and apparently, at least as of this morning, was still wanted. People in the neighborhood say they've had a number of car thefts there recently, and so they're always checking to make sure the car is locked before they go to bed at night.
6: I ensure that our both our vehicles are locked nightly. Um, I walk my dog, and I go out, and I literally go into my handles and make sure that both of our vehicles are locked. If I see neighbors, you know, maybe perhaps got their windows down a little bit or their cars don't look locked, I will alert them.
1: No, she's a better neighbor than me. The teen was last seen wearing black sweatpants, and as of late last night anyway, they
4: had not caught up with them.
1: Five forty-five, let's head over to the seventy-seven W A B C sports desk in Justin Alex.
4: Well, thank you. No I'm late in it was a windless day yesterday on the diamond for the Mets and Yankees and both clubs. Suffered serious losses for the weekend. The Yanks got swept by the Red Sox in Boston after dropping both the legs of a doubleheader yesterday. 6 to 2 was your final score from game one with a big sixth inning out of the Boston Bats propelling them to the victory. A first inning two run homer from Glaber Torres was all the Bombers uh, would be able to muster up on offense. And it was more of the same from them in game two's 4 to 1 final as Red Sox starter Brian Bellow made easy work of the sputtering Yanks offense to help finish off the sweep for Boston. Now, At 39-33 and overall and and 10.5 games back of the ALEs first place Tampa Rays, the Yanks get set to welcome in the Seattle Mariners for a three-game series starting tomorrow night at 7.05 p.m. Now for the Mets, who came up short against the visiting St. Louis Cardinals in their series finale yesterday, losing 8-7. to Despite the loss, the bats did show up, but home runs from Tommy Pham and Francisco Lindor weren't enough to outbash two Nolan Arenado shots to go along with Paul DeYoung and Jordan Walker home runs now five games under 500 at 33 and 38 overall. the Mets sit 12 and a half games back of the NLE's first place Braves. They'll head to Houston next to open up a three game set against the Astros. Max Scherzer will take the hill in Game One tonight at 8:10 p.m. Going up against Houston's Hunter Brown in Los Angeles. Wyndham Clark wins golf's U.S. Open with a 10 under par performance to secure his first career major the 293rd ranked golfer in the official world golf ranking just a year ago. He had never finished better than a tie for 75th in a major championship and was able to hold off Rory McIlroy, world number one golfer, Scotty Scheffler, and Ricky Fowler in the final round to win the 123rd U.S. Open at Los Angeles Country Club. That's your Weekend of Sports Gnome, and I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC.
1: WABC News Time 549, where you're listening, uh, listening to the other side of midnight overnight. Uh, Jim McGreevy, the former governor of New Jersey, who stepped down August 12th, 2004, in that famous speech where I am a gay American with his uh, wife, Dina Mato, standing next to him. Well, now, all these years later, he uh has run a transitional program for those getting out of prison and uh he's originally from Jersey City and now he's back living in Jersey City and uh now that Steve Fulop who is the mayor of Jersey City says he's going to run for governor and won't run for mayor again Uh, Some lawmakers, some Democrats, some very powerful ones, including Brian Stack, who's the mayor of Union City, one of the more powerful politicos in New Jersey, is calling on Jim McGreevy to run for Jersey City mayor. So Jim McGreevy was on with Frank uh, early this morning and he asked him, hey, are you going to run for mayor in Jersey City?
3: Brian Stack, who's the mayor of Union City, is a force of nature. And he says, Jim, you know, this is your last act. If, if I do this, this would be the last act. It's sort of like a coming home, and it's, it's something that I'm I'm seriously considering because, you know, when, being mayor is where you still, you know, where the rubber hits the road, whether it's on snow removal, whether it's, it's street paving, whether it's, you know, it's your basic quality of life. And Jersey City is a great place. It's a great city. It's the second largest city. But, you know, people have to take back their communities and feel that they – have a sense of control and ownership. So it would be a great challenge. So I'm thinking about it.
1: Yeah, so he says he's going to make a decision this summer, 65 years old. Sure sounds like he's going to run. He's got the backing of Brian Stack, which is huge if you've never heard of him. He's a power broker in New Jersey. Uh, uh, McGreevy was also on with uh, Marsha Kramer on CBS, and she was asking him about could he have held on to office all those years ago, back in 2004, uh, if it was now, if it, all the, that took place in 2004 happened in 2023, would he still be governor? And he said, maybe. A couple
6: weeks ago, I went to the Gordon State Equality Pride uh, Gala in Asbury Park. And I walked up, and it literally just like hit me like, how much the world has changed. It has. And it's just, you know, when I remember when I was six, seven, eight, nine years of age, like just having, knowing that somehow I was different. And then as I got older, just having incredible fear about being outed.
1: Yeah, and then, of course, he outed himself uh, after sort of rumors were swirling around him back in 2004. That's a long time ago. It's almost 20 years ago. On the campaign trail, former Attorney General Bill Barr really does not want donald trump at the top of the gop ticket for the white house and continues to slap around the former president he's
5: also a fundamentally flawed person who engages in reckless conduct and that leads to situations, calamitous situations like this.
1: And Barr says the president, former president, more interested in himself than he is
5: uh, Americans. He constantly engages in reckless conduct that puts his political followers at risk, the conservative and Republican agenda at risk. Trump has many good qualities and he accomplished some good things, but he is a consummate narcissist.
1: And that huge pack of Republicans who want to be the GOP nominee are starting to separate themselves from Donald Trump. One of them being Mike Pence, who says there's a lot of differences between him and the guy he used to call boss.
7: After leading the most pro-life administration in American history, former running mate has taken to calling some pro-life bills at the state level
1: too harsh. And he says that uh, he thinks Donald Trump uh, dwells too much on the past. He says he's not that guy
7: in 2022 did very well. Candidates that were focused on the past did not do well, even where we should. To me, the Republican Party has to be the party of growth and fiscal responsibility and reform. And
1: then you had a uh, self-described outsider, Vivek Ramaswamy. Not lacking any confidence, that's for sure. He says uh, he uh, thinks he's going to win, or he says he knows he's going to win the GOP nomination.
0: Now I'm confident we're going to not only win the election, but do it in a landslide like what Reagan did in 1980.
1: Yeah, 37-year-old businessman says uh, there's no reason he shouldn't be president.
0: And I bring a unique combination of, yes, somebody who is an outsider who's had success in
1: business, but
0: with a deep understanding of the Constitution and statutory authority to do it.
1: Tim Scott, of course, the senator from South Carolina, Republican, also in the race for the White House. Uh, they asked him over the weekend, would you grant a pardon to former President Trump? But here's what he had to say. "Well, I'm not going to deal with the hypotheticals, but
2: I will say that every American is innocent until proven guilty.
1: He did say he'd fix what's wrong with the
2: DOJ. The first thing we have to do is fire Joe Biden. The second thing we do is fire Merrick Garland. And the third thing we do is fire Chris Wright. This DOJ continues to hunt Republicans while they protect Democrats.
1: Presidential hopeful Asa Hutchinson, the former governor of Arkansas, he doesn't see it that way. He says uh, Republicans should back off the accusations that the Justice Department is being weaponized. Look at
0: Donald Trump. He's already declared that if he's elected president, he's going to appoint a special prosecutor to go after the Biden family.
1: And then you had Chris Christie, who has been the leader at taking shots at former President Trump, says um the uh, pledge to support the party's nominee is a useless idea. He said it doesn't work.
2: It's only the era of Donald Trump that you need somebody to sign something
1: on a pledge. Yeah, he says he would take that pledge to support the nominee in 2024 just as seriously as Trump did. I'll take
2: the pledge in 2024 just as seriously as Donald Trump took the pledge in 2016. We never had to have Republican primary candidates take a pledge. And the idea is you'd support the Republican whether you won or whether you lost. And you didn't have to ask somebody to sign something.
1: On the Democratic side, President Biden's reelection election campaign underway. He held his first major 2024 campaign event with union members in Philly on Saturday.
8: I'm looking forward to this campaign. I want you to know why. Because you've got a story to tell. We've got a story to tell. We've got a record to run on. And most importantly, we're not only changing this country, we're transforming it.
1: And then he had this really odd moment the president did on Friday in Connecticut. He was giving a speech on gun safety. And then he ended the speech with these words. All right. God save the Queen, man. <laughs> All right. So everybody's kind of looking around. God save the Queen. The Queen's have been dead for months on end. So uh, nobody knows what he's talking about. So then they go back, of course, to the folks in the White House, uh, the spokesman. They ask her. What is the president talking about? They come back with an answer just a short time later and say that apparently he was talking to somebody in particular in the audience, but just awfully bizarre. And then finally, in Brooklyn over the weekend, it was the 41st annual Coney Island Mermaid Parade, a really fun event, uh, considered the nation's largest art parade.
2: It's, it's a throwback to the old Mardi Gras parades that Coney Island used to have going back, you know, 7,500 years. Um, It's been transformed into a, a modern sea pageant almost, where the sea comes alive on land. In the most artistic and creative ways. Yeah, it's
1: art. a really fun event uh, to mark the upcoming 50th anniversary of hip hop. Bronx rapper Cool Keith actually served as King Neptune, which is the guy you want to be in this parade. We
3: love it. We enjoy it. It's a great time to express how you look and feel and just be with each other. Well,
6: I always wanted to be a mermaid, so
1: I got this tail, so I, so I can pretend like I'm a mermaid in the mermaid parade. Yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, everybody dressed up as mermaids.